see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fine. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. you this week? I thought it was you this week. I think I did it last week. Well, welcome to another exciting episode of In the Stacks with LaToya. And Barry. (laughs) Uh, If it sounds like we're recording in a a hole, it's because we are. It's in a a hole. It's called the sauna. We're in a closet. Whatever. Um, So, yeah. So, it's been a really disturbing week overall. Um, Sure it has. Well, I mean, it has. There's been all kinds of crap going on. There's been um, a lot of stuff going on, yes. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to do the show today. Um, it has to be a somewhat quick show. Yeah, we we're doing interviews today. Yeah. Some poor fool is going to get a job here at the library. Um, they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just to remind everybody, of course, uh, none of the opinions, viewpoints, or whatever expressed during this show. Uh, or necessarily the opinions, viewpoints, or whatever of the uh, Board of Trustees, library staff, or necessarily of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that uh, Latoya says is generally what she actually believes. Yes. But uh, if I offend you, it's because I'm just playing a role. So going on at the library, um, I had a meeting yesterday, which is Georgia Download Destination. And uh, it was standing room only. There's a big crowd there. That's quite. It was that surprising that so many people showed up. Well, a lot of libraries, even if they're uncertain about joining GAD or if they're too big or whatever, they're still interested, they, they're in, still e-books. interested in e-books. Okay. And, of course, we had a whole bunch of vendors there yesterday. We had EBSCO. Um, Baker and Taylor. Ingram. Ingram. Uh, 3M. Uh, they were all there. Um, so absent, you said, was recorded books and, and a everybody. present person. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think everybody kind of had the same feeling, which is that 3M definitely gave the best presentation by far. Mm-hmm. But uh, 3M wouldn't quote us a price. And they said that they would talk to us individually about pricing. So they're not the ones who said five thousand for the. That would be for the consortium the, fee. Yeah, for the access fee. Okay. But the content, that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, what per, what discounts you would get? He said it would depend upon your size, or if you were a consortium, were you a consortium, or were you a buying group? But, I mean, we are a consortium, so, or that's the intent, so why couldn't he give you a price for, I mean, or even a general idea of what the price would be? But I, their product looked really great. Um, but you said presently they still, they don't have Kindle support. Nobody has Kindle support. Except for Overdrive. Uh, yeah, nobody has Kindle support. Because of the contract that mm-hmm. they presently have with Amazon. When and, does um, that... Um, well, it, it depends, yeah. They, apparently, nobody thinks that there's a contract, there's an agreement. That well, is it an ex- exclusively? Okay, okay. But, you know, the rumors are out there that uh, Amazon is going to buy Overdrive. That's um, true, yeah, I did see something. In which case, I don't know why they would ever make Kindle accessibility available for any of their rivals. Well, I can, having read the Steve Jobs book, um, I can see why they would much like the way um, 
Bill Gates thinks about licensing. But I, I don't think that's the way but, Amazon thinks. Well, yeah, you I can mean, look at their you know, business model and see they prefer. To right. I mean, just like with Apple, they're they're yeah. like, no, we're not going to license it. But I mean, there's money to be made, arguably. So. Yeah, but from what I've seen of the Amazon business model, is that they prefer to to destroy their competitors. And they certainly would with overhead. To open up accessibility. Because I know with Amazon, they were, didn't they have something that at some point catered to libraries in some way? Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't generally use Amazon for anything really anymore, except for buying gifts. I, you know, books I get through um, iTunes or yeah, iBooks. So. Yeah, most most human beings use Amazon quite <laughs> quite a bit. Um, well, I mean, you know, I I use my iPad to read, and I don't like the Kindle app anyway. So, yeah. but the Fire is a really nice product, and uh, most people are using that or the Nook. But um, well, I'm hoping that it gets sorted out because I know that I guess the rumor or the the feeling is that OverDrive is trying to break up the consortium, even though they allowed it to happen and it's not been around for that long. But I know you'd said that over well, they in like England and stuff. That, well, I mean, that's true, but... Because, I mean, I know, there was one library system who was there yesterday who said that the price of them going in alone to overdrive would have been $30,000 a year. Wow. But in the consortium, they're paying seven. Right, right. Now, how does that make sense for overdrive? Yeah, because I know that they want to drive sales, and obviously, right. if we're part of the consortium, then there's whatever books you're access, you're, you can access, right. that's what it is. The B&T thing looked okay. Um, there were a few things about it I didn't really like. Um, Was that the one that didn't have audiobooks? Well, no, actually, none of them have audiobooks. Wow. Uh, except Overdrive. Now, 3M says oh, they're wow. going to add that, but it's going to be a while. Um, and Ingram... Um, no, it was, was it Ingram or Evsco? <laughs> it's like, they're one all them, blending. One of them said that they don't have audiobooks, but that they partner with recorded books. Okay. And offer it through them. I see, that's, uh, anyway. But um, the B&T thing looked okay. I mean, the, you have to use their app to read the books. They okay. have one called Blio. Which is not any different from Amazon's Kindle app as far right. as having to read content that way. But, you know, I mean, like with Overdrive, that you can download it and read it on your iPad, or you can read it on, on the Kindle computer, or whatever. Yeah. But this one, you have to have Leo installed. Okay. Um, and I mean, it looked good. It was nice. Um, and the Leo app has a store on it. Huh. So if you see something that you know a library doesn't have, you can just click on the store and buy it if you want. For yourself um, for or yourself. for okay. Now the three M thing was interesting too because you have two settings with their um, their web portal. You either set it up to show only what you have. Or you can set it up to show everything that's in the cloud, um, which is anything that anybody has ever added to it yeah. in, in, in the world. And um, if you do that, then patrons, if they click on a book that you don't own, it'll say, we're sorry, this book's not available for your facility. If you would like to um, add it to your facility's wish list, click right. here. And then that makes it a patron-driven collection development. Because then you can run a report every month to see well, what things have been the most requested and you know what to order. Mm -hmm. uh, which was a nice thing. I'm trying to find the app you're talking about. It's B-L-I-O. Yeah, I'm 
I tried spelling it that way before, but yeah. Okay. And um, but they say it's available for there we go iPhone and Android. Yeah, I was just curious to see the reviews. There's only thirteen reviews, yeah. <laughs> so I guess there's not a lot of people using it. And the they say uh, it comes three installed now on all Dell PCs and on Dell? Um, <laughs> all Android devices come with the app. Oh, okay. Pre-installed. Um, yeah, so. it only has three stars for Blio. Yeah. Um, the screenshots look interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice-looking product. At 3M and B&T, in terms of their public web portal, was the most Amazon-like. Both of them looked very, very easy. And the 3M one was nice because to download it, you would look up um, what book you wanted. Like, for instance, if you looked up uh, The Adventures of the Last Grave of Ares, and it came up. And you want to download Always it. Always self-promoting. If you want to download it. If you don't have anything plugged in yet, you hit download, it'll say plug in your device. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> as soon as you plug in whatever your device is, a little thing pops up at the top that shows, you know, currently, you know, linked mm-hmm. iPad. And then you hit download, boom, it's done. <laughs> that simple. Okay. It's not like on, on the other thing where you have to, you know, download it, move it over, and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It downloads straight to your device when you plug it in. Now, that is kind of a drawback because <clears throat> while you don't have to do it, but the 3M does have an app that you can use to download straight to your device. Mm-hmm. Or you can use the computer thing. Um, but for some older Kindles and older Nooks, um, you would have to have a computer access in order and, to get it on there. And would it be that you would have to use a, uh, like a private station? You can't use something public? You that... can use any of that. Oh, okay. And that's why the 3M thing, they sell these these discovery stations, which is these <laughs> beautiful looking, it's on a little pedestal and has the device there. You can just walk over and start whatever. Just plug in your thing into the USB port, mm-hmm. download straight onto it, walk off. Okay. Um, now, those things are like $2,500. Oh, it's not that bad. Um, yeah. And they also have e-readers that they sell for $140, dedicated e-readers that you can check out if you want. Oh, no. And they, they do nothing but, but read. read. Okay. But you can you just plug it in, download to it, that's it. Was it... it I'm has looking, no internet, nothing. I'm looking nothing. at the app, and I don't know if it's um, Baker and Taylor. Didn't you say at one point, or I thought I read somewhere, that although they don't have audiobooks... All of their books can be read to you because I see the icon here. Right. So I mean, they, they don't have, have the traditional i um, right. audio book. They have but. they have two two ways it works. Some books have what's uh, got a studio recording. Mm-hmm. So for instance, she showed us one that was like a Cars children's book, mm-hmm. and it had music and all this kind of stuff. And um, the other one is that it has um, Blio. Has like a text to text to speech thing, which yeah. is supposed to be really good, because the reason they went with Blio, they said, is because Blio has all kinds of functionality for handicapped and mm-hmm. blind and all this kind of stuff, um, and so you know they played for us something that was just text to speech and, and it sounded okay. I mean, it didn't sound like Stephen Hawking. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, I mean, it was still not perfect. Is it one of those, though, that you can choose male or female voice, or? I don't know. She didn't okay. She didn't get into that. Nobody asked. Um, I, I, I don't know. But, anyway, yesterday was an interesting day. 
Um, so it was in McDonough. Yep, which, I know uh, exactly where that is. Not too far from Converse. Yeah, McDonough. City N- no offense to anybody who lives in McDonough. <laughs> Did not really wow me uh, during my short time there. Mm-hmm. Milledgeville seemed prettier uh, in McDonough. I, I can I can see where you would say something like that. Yeah. So okay, that's yeah. I think that was your only thing you went. Was that the only thing you went to this week? I went to the prison last week, but I don't know if we talked about that or not. Well, no. I think I think we did talk about it last week. Did did we? I don't know. I mean, I, I know we talked about it, but I don't know if we talked about it on the show. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that thrilling. I mean, I wasn't, like, raped or anything when I was there. But you were saying, um, like, they had rules about, like, females being there, and it's a good thing that, like, I wasn't. Uh, well, you know, for, for everyone, you can't bring in your cell phone um, and that kind of stuff, but... Yeah, for women, there are all kind of rules about what you could wear. Your skirts had to be certain length, and you couldn't show you know, too much cleavage. I guess it would stir them up. You know? <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. I guess it's just inviting them to make comments, which just could cause... All sorts of problems. Yeah. So. so coming up, you've got... Um, well, from the RPLAC meeting, I guess nothing was really decided. It was just a, an opportunity yeah, to look... Yeah. So. Yeah, the game meeting. Yeah, but nothing. Nothing's being decided yet. Um, I just wish, wish Overdrive was more forthcoming about well, what their intentions to. are. Yeah, and I mean, you know, with the it's, whole it's the same thing. It's like they with have Amazon, all that money I mean, and people are like, why? Well, why won't they just go and work with other vendors and stuff with the Kindles accessibility? Because they don't have to. Yeah, and I mean that drive sales of their products. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't begrudge them. They don't have to. <laughs> you know. No. And I mean, I, I appreciate certainly with Kindle that they have Kindle apps, so it's still driving sales on their store. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you can even see how they're starting to shift with regards to the the new um, Kindles and the fact that they're like 70-something bucks, that they're seeing the shift in the yeah. market that people are... There, there are rumors out there that Amazon's going to open brick-and-mortar stores, which I, I don't believe. That wouldn't believe. make any sense. No. I don't believe it doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, even Barnes & Noble... Who's probably the last remaining giant bookstore? Oh, um, last remaining theory. <laughs> you know, every time, every time I go in them, there's plenty of people there, but apparently they're Not, bleeding money. But, yeah, on I mean, that side. Well, I mean, most people so there are just browsing open? and hanging out. So, who's that? I don't know, Pasadena area. Probably some telemarketer. Lately, I've been getting a lot of those stupid calls. Pasadena, Texas. No, no, just from various, you know, various states or whatever. That's like, I checked yesterday and I'm like, I'm still on the do not call list, but I somehow I'm getting all these, you know, calls. And I don't know if it's originating from my cell phone or my home phone because I have my home phone forwarded to my cell phone. Yeah. But that's just annoying. Anywho, what else is going on in, I guess, the library related uh, not News. not tomorrow, but next Friday we'll be uh, hosting the Clients Executive Committee. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. That should be, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to showing them around the library. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you're not saying you're looking forward to the meeting because they're all... No, I'm not, not looking forward I mean, to it. I mean, they're all counterproductive. There's nothing that gets resolved in those things. They mm-hmm. just, you talk in circles. Yeah. So... 
good luck with well, that. Well, no, I mean, you know, the executive committee usually stuff gets done and this doesn't take too long. It's not like our plan. Well, no, I'm saying, though, as far as, you know, them discussing some of the issues, it's like the same issues, the same arguments about, you know, and it, I don't know. But anyway, you know, I'm gonna I'm not gonna sit on in on that one. Yes, you will. Why? Because we're here. Yeah, but you'll be in the next room and you'll be there and and that stuff is gonna give me a headache. Yeah, you'll be in the audience watching. I uh, know I'm supposed to be running your library while yeah. you're in a meeting. I don't, I don't want you like speaking out of turn either. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, <It's laughs> you're just gonna be there. You know, so, whatever. Because I'm the chair, so. So I'm representing. Our library, I guess, by yeah. attending to see what's going on. Supposedly, our board chair is going to be there. I don't know if I'll remind her before we get there or not. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Well, you did tell her the past two meetings. I did. I have so, mentioned it multiple times, yeah. but I'm sure. I'm sure, like all of our board members, they're very busy. So there's probably yes. other things going on. But. That's it. All right, so what are we talking about now? Are we just freestyling? I, I thought we were going to talk about uh, Latoya's people in a minute. Oh, are we? Because apparently, um, Chris Brown. Well, okay. Chris Brown, who apparently is a, is a musician. Yes. Yeah, yes, um, he is a mu musician. Okay. He somehow lucked into bumping uglies with Rihanna for a while. Yes, until he beat the crap out of right. her. Right. And Rihanna, an attractive woman. I guess. Uh, yeah. Sometimes she looks ugly to me. Yeah. And, uh, and she just, I like her music. Mm -hmm. Her upbeat stuff. You know, I'm not a real fan. It, it takes a special person for me to like your ballads. That is, yeah, I know that. Um, and she has ballads that are just too damn slow. <laughs> I mean, you know, to me, a ballad should not feel like it takes 20 minutes. But, okay. Now, her upbeat stuff, though, I like a lot. Well, I, I have a like, Rihanna playlist. Okay, do you like, album. as far as her one, I guess, most popular ballad is Unfaithful? Do you like that one, or have you heard that one? That one? I mean, I have, I'm sure I have it. I have, like, three albums by her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, true. Umbrella. I like Umbrella. Yeah. Just not, you can't play it a lot. It's well, it's overplayed. Yeah. I liked Umbrella a lot when I first heard it. And that song, um, Take a Bow. Yeah. That's a really good song. I don't want to hear it all the time. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, a really good song. She's also one of those types that, you know, with the type of voice she has, I can't listen to, like, I cannot sit there and just listen to her yeah. straight. But like Disturbia, great song. Yes. Um, lots lots of good songs. Her upbeat songs I like a lot. Back up on you or on me or whatever. Good song. <laughs> it is a good song. Uh, Breaking dishes, I like that one. Oh, shut up and drive. Yeah, but, shut up and uh, drive. Don't cool. stop the music. Yes. I like that one. Only girl in the world. I like yep. that. Yeah, I, I like a lot of Rihanna's songs. Okay. Yeah, now apparently she was with Chris this Chris Brown for a while. And I've tried to live. I've, I don't. I don't know anything Chris Brown sings. Other than I've sampled a few things because, you know, I do that. Well, you know, whenever like, um, Joel calls, my ringtone is a Chris Brown song. Really? For, for Joel. I yeah, what Run song It. Is it? What is it's it? It's called Run It. Run It. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm not familiar with the song. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I've sampled some of his stuff and it sounds <laughs> awful. Yeah, I'm not a fan, really. Yeah. That's why you, you picked that for Joel? Because you don't like the song? <laughs> no, I like that song. But, <laughs> okay. I mean, as a whole, I don't. I think in my iTunes, I have one. Chris Brown song, so is it that one? I think so. I'd hope so. Maybe I'll have to listen to that one. But um, <laughs> anyway, so they broke up because yeah, he beat her up. Right, and that was very right. highly now, publicized. Yeah. The police report was released last week. You know the exact. Oh, finally. Yeah. Oh, okay. And of course, the photos. Have, but, yeah, the, seen many. Yeah, times. the photos speaks volumes. Right. 
So, you know, I'd heard for quite a while that she was wanting to get back with him. Right. You know, I've been telling you this. Yeah. Because I keep up with this kind of gossip. Because, yeah, I don't. And you're like, I ain't heard nothing back. It ain't been on people. <laughs> you know, you doubt me, and then these things come true. Yes. Um, now, although we don't know if they were back together romantically. We don't know. I mean, technically, he has a girlfriend. Right. So, last week, though. Who is not Rihanna. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he released a single that has Rihanna singing the hook on it. Mm-hmm. And then she And see, I didn't tweeted, hear that one. Yeah, she t- she tweeted a link to a remix of her song, Birthday. Mm-hmm. It was a birthday, and the remix is Birthday Cake, or was it Birthday Cake? I forget. Something, anyway, yeah. And, uh, and he sings on hers. And apparently hers is the more controversial one. I mean, yeah. Because not only is it dirtier, but some of the things they say, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like, for instance... Uh, Here's some of the uh, the lyrics. It's kind I of printed them out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figured you'd know it by heart. You know, you, you I don't have to. It's not available on iTunes, so I mean, not. And that song actually isn't on my my playlist. I have it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't one of the ones I liked enough to because I only put my favorite yeah, stuff in. Yeah. You know. Um. Okay. Yeah. So she says, um, "It's not even my birthday. My birthday. My birthday." He says, and he tried to put his name on it, let go, girl, I want to F you right now. Mm-hmm. Been a long time. I've been missing your body. So, you know, it's kind of dirty. Well, I mean, it just... Know, they, the, they talk about pleasure and pain. Right, right. I, I told you I just didn't like the song because it was vulgar. Right. But not like cool vulgar, vulgar. Yeah. Um, black vul- vulgar. And, and, that's, and, and you said that earlier. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because I had read an article on NPR of all things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NPR did a, a story about the reaction to their collaboration. How a lot of people are saying it's, you know, uh, stomach churning, yes. uh, incredibly abnormal and deviant. <laughs> I mean, because it is. You, right. I mean, even though they don't record together and all that stuff, right. it is a song you're doing together. Yeah. So, the, what you said, though, resonated with me because <laughs> of something unusual that I read in the article. Which I think is um, funny because, I mean, that just... You know, right. They, they mentioned somebody named Sharice McGlone, who's a sophomore at Howard University in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned she's a fan of both artists. And so they she mentions that she really likes the songs. And she says that she feels they've been back together for a while, but they're just now letting the public know. And the NPR guy says, so are you cool with that? And she says, yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, I love black love. And that line to me was very interesting. How does that have anything to do with what I was saying? Well, because, because you both used the word black. Okay. Well, I mean, because there's a distinctive difference between white or, you know, I guess right. it's in the but, stereotyping. But, but when, I, when I read that, I thought, what a strange thing to say. Black you know, white. how, in what way is this, this abusive relationship, how, well, do, how does that equate true. to black love? Because and then you said this morning, like, well, you didn't like, you know, the song, it was... You didn't like that kind of black music or whatever. Yeah. And, and I just thought it was funny that, that both of you, in different, like, while speaking separately, but about the same thing, couched it in the, in the terms of See, we're of smart black. people. She's at Howard University. Oh, yeah. Right. But I, I just think that's... Um, I think it's because of the, the, um, the way black culture is and stuff. I, I mean... mean I, and again, you know, I'm a white person. Okay? Is, is, is it more acceptable in black culture for a guy to beat up a girl I mean I don't know I was I'm, wondering how that came yes and no I mean it's certainly not accept, um, acceptable but right. it, I would think it maybe happens with more frequency 
And so when you said that, I was like, oh, kind of like Argentina. Okay, that right. may, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But yeah, I think that it's more commonplace yeah. in, you know, certainly in maybe the um, the hood or ghetto right, yeah. type of thing. Because yeah, I, mean, I, mean, that, I, would, I would I would hope that all kinds of spousal abuse is probably more common. I hope. I mean, I would expect <laughs> that it's more common the the less money you have because I mean you're under more stress, right? And, you know, yeah, you know, whatever. You probably. Maybe you're drinking more, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, which is always hilarious to me, you know. So, I mean, I would think, but I don't know, rich people do those things too. But I'm just saying, it seems like the more frequency, it'd probably be, you know, I believe so. And I, th- I think maybe it's more notated because it's better documented, you know what I mean, when they yeah. do research on various segments and what their, their um, habits are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're better able to identify it with that, you know, m- more. I guess white middle income yeah. type of people. Well, I just are, found I just found her comment very interesting that she supports them being together because I'm cool with it. Like I love black love. Like it's so, good that yeah, these she two understands black people that are in love, though, yeah, even though he beat the beat crap her, out of her. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I I don't agree. I don't, with I don't know Sharice McClone. Yeah, you know. I don't agree but. with her assessment, though, you know, saying, oh, black love and she supports it. It's like, no, I don't I don't support their situation. I mean, not even so much that, oh, if they're together, but the fact that they're collaborating, I just don't think is appropriate. Yeah. But the, the, the fact she said said it that way makes it almost seem like to me she's saying that as a black person, she should support this mm-hmm. because it's almost like a, a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we should support this. You know, black love. We should. Yeah, yeah I mean, that love. is what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. and that, that to me was just bizarre. I never thought of it yeah. in that way. Yeah, and even in the NPR article, they just move on from that. I mean, they just Barry's like, no, that that is the the meat of the article. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, everything else was stuff I'd heard before. I had never heard that said like that in there, and I was like, huh. And I was going to bring it up on the show anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, th- this morning, though, when, when we, were we were talking, talking about yeah. it, you, you mentioned the same word. And I was like, huh. So. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's certainly not PC, I suppose, or right, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's playing on not even so much just the stereotype, the reality of what occurs in. I mean, it, sound, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like African-American ladies just put up with a lot more crap. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> They're the strong I mean, you're willing, ones. You're willing, who, you're willing you know, to forgive awful things, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know me. Yeah, I, mean, I know you. Is yeah. that supposed to segue into? <laughs> if you wanted to, <laughs> uh, you're back with your boyfriend now. Yes. Right. We were split up for three. Well, months. He, le- he he left you. Yes. Yeah. He I mean, he packed up and, and left virtually overnight. Yes. Left you with all the bills and everything, but you're back together now. Yes. Because he's real. He's changed. Yes. He realizes what he's lost. Yes. And he's not going to do all those awful things, many of which we didn't even talk about on the show, <laughs> that he did before. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you have plenty of reasons to to doubt it. I think I think most people, <laughs> including you, should. You know, no, I, hey, look. All all I'm going to say is. I've had conversations with multiple people this week since you announced this shocking 
turn of events that you were collaborating once again <laughs> with Chris Brown. That, um, you know, I'm not alone in this. And, you know, look, he's, he's a funny guy. I like playing words with him. <laughs> and you're like, that was it. But, you know, I mean, if he treated my daughter the way he treated you, I mean, I'd, I'd kick his ass. <laughs> and I certainly wouldn't say, oh, I'm so glad you're getting back together. <laughs> Well, I, I certainly didn't expect you to say that, but, you know, I'm, this time around, obviously, um, I think I certainly have a bit more perspective and have gained a great deal of experience from right. before, so, and when I was talking to my therapist, you know. It, oh, yeah, what did the therapist say? Um. Was, was she happy about it, or pleased, or surprised? Um, she didn't really none of those, all of those kind of things. I mean, she, she, um, basically just listened to me talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, she obviously said that, you know, upon his return, you guys need to, or, you know, he needs to continue to address his issues, um, as well as me, you know, and I think it certainly looked better to her when I said that my intent is to continue with counseling and stuff, regardless of him coming back or any of that stuff, because that's helping me. And I think that it is assisting me to be a stronger person regarding, like, you know, not putting up with crap. Like, if it happens again, to be in a better place to say, okay, no, moving on. So, but I know you don't believe that, and I keep making the same mistakes. Yeah, I mean, well, this is not the first time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know that you don't believe it. So. But like I said, you know, you keep expecting these guys to change for you. That's crazy. Okay, but maybe it's just as crazy that I expect you to change. Yes. Because again and again, when you do these things, I'm like, how could you? Yeah, I thought you weren't going to do this again. And that's probably the exact same thing you're going to say to him <laughs> the next time he does something. You're going to say, you promised me not to do this again. And you thought he was like, going to mean it. It's <laughs> just like I thought you were going to mean it. Every time you tell me, this time, if they call me, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> because cause the day you made this, this decision, you texted me that morning, right? Yes. And said he had, he, had con he had tried to contact you. What should you do? Which I think is hilarious when you ask me. Well, because knowing you know, you're going to deliberately ignore no, what I said. I so, of course, you I said, because... do not respond. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah. And then you said, okay. And I went back to And sleep. then the next day, you're together. <laughs> well, it, yeah, but... <laughs> I, and I know you always say, you know, as far as in my personal life, I'm, I'm you know, challenged. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I said, said you're like an idiot so often. <laughs> yes, that was I, I, I said, you know, you're, you're like really smart in some ways, okay? In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. But you should not be on your own. <laughs> but I need, like, a helper. You need a, you need a handler. Yeah. You need somebody to kind of pick you up after they drop you <laughs> off some places. Make sure, you know, that um, that things went okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so that that is occurring. He's still in Texas. Right. He's not um, going to come back till he has a job here. Yes. And, you know, and I, I, I think, full I support think, of that. I think he should live on his own when he first comes back. I know you do. Well, I mean, and, and I just think that that would be a show of good faith on his part by saying, oh, I'm not going to come back and mooch off you. I'm going to come back, have my own job, show you I can pay my own bills, 
take care of my own financial obligations, which he has plenty. Mm-hmm. And then when you see that I'm a man, maybe we can talk about moving in together. Instead of, yeah, I'm going to come right back and get in your bed. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's Watch not going to be... It's not going to be exactly the same way as it was before. I'm not taking care of everything as I did before. And that, that is already set in stone. I'm not doing it. Okay. So financially, I, I know how you are on this own. Where you I know how feel you are. bad and, you know, want you know, to take you care can't of help everything. It. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm hoping for the best. You know, I'm sure we'll chronicle I, it know. here on the show. I mean, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like for you to be happy. Mm-hmm. I just don't... Want it to be with him. No, that's not... The, that, you know, if he if he was a nice guy, that'd be fine. But I just think that, you know, the things he has done were not right. I think there's too great an age difference. I don't. I mean, it's 16 years, right? Yeah, but I mean, as far as... Yeah, yeah but I'm, like I said, you know, when he's, when he's 70, you're going to be in your mid, early to mid-50s. Okay. I mean, that's a big difference. I mean, because like I said, he's an African-American male, doesn't take good care of himself. 70 years old, man's body's going to be falling to pieces. Because, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's the important part. I, well, you got to, you got see, that's the thing, though. To you, the relationship is all about emotion, okay? And I think you've got an intellect. I don't know why you won't use it, <laughs> okay? Because you can't be with somebody just because you love them. That's not enough. Well, that's not that, that's the important. only reason. That's yeah. important. Well, I don't know what else the other reasons are. I mean, it's... I it, mean, are, is the loving that good? Loving really good? Real consistent? All right, right. All right. <laughs> is, does, he, does he take care of you financially and emotionally? Is he there for you whenever you're upset? Does he understand the things that upset you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on what part of the question I'm answering, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, does he does he not deliberately, you know, do things that upset you? I mean, when you tell him stop, you know, harassing people, he does it, right? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, look, I understand you love him. Yes. Okay, but love's not enough. I know, and, you know, obviously this time we'll see what happens because, you know, he said that he wanted to get married and all that uh, kind of stuff. And, 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 and see Yeah, and I'm me. not going to, I don't want to do don't, that right now. Well, and the fact that he brought it up at all, I'm sorry. You know, I can't imagine the audacity of walking out, abandoning the person who had done so much for me. Mm-hmm. And then I called him up again four months later. It's oh yeah, you know I'm sorry. You know let's get let's get hitched. Well, he wasn't asking to get married that moment. He was saying that he now well, feels like. I think everybody knows my opinion on the matter. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone knows your opinion on yeah, the matter. But this this is a black love, I guess. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I, I guess I you can actually um, <laughs> categorize it as black love. In in some. Sense. You know, maybe he'll come back. He'll do all of his stuff. He's a wonderfully changed person. People do change. I think when you're 50 years old, it's hard to change. He's not 50. Stop. He's 48. He's about to be 48. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're 50 years old, and you've been the person you are for almost 50 years, 
is hard to change. Now, if the person he was is the person you want to be with, yeah, I can't help you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there are aspects, certainly things that he did before that did not make me very happy at all. I just, but, you're such a driven person. I just don't understand why you don't want somebody with the same amount of drive. Mm. And you know he doesn't. I mean, he's never going to have that kind of drive. Well, I guess not. But, I mean, for me, I'm okay with that. It's not like I feel like I'm, yeah. you know, missing something. I mean, I think I, I, the I, dynamic between before, the two of us, it works. My fear is that someday you're going to be 51 years old and alone. Mm-hmm. And you're going to realize you spent 30 years of your life with a bunch of guys who didn't love you. And I don't want you to be in that situation. And you're a wonderful person. There's a lot of people out there who would be glad to have you, who would treat you right. But, you know, when I'm 51 years old and going through all that, I'll just lean on my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let's move on, I guess. So, um, as We're, far as people in a minute... You've got his pictures back up all over your place. I have a picture of the two of us in the office. And I thought you were tagged and all the photos yeah. and stuff. And then, you know, then I have my family picture. So it's not like I'm just... That's my favorite picture of the two of us. So. I'm still disappointed in your mom. You know, I've been disappointed ever since that Super, Super Bowl, Bowl incident. <laughs> I've been disappointed in her. You know, and fact she's not and my family my family's just different your family seems to be well you're an adult yeah and they're supportive we'll support you my family you would would support me but if they thought i was doing something really stupid they would say you know why are you doing that you know that's that's well, not I mean, gonna work you can tell that you know if yeah. they're not happy about are they something. unhappy about it um based on my interaction with them after telling them it it See, that's okay. what I don't understand. <laughs> that's the part I don't understand how they're not unhappy. I mean, I suppose they are. I mean, based on some of the things they said, you know, obviously yeah. mom saying that, you know, remember what happened the last time. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to accept that um, if it happens again kind of thing because it can. Um, but they support me because they love me. I just, I wish you, I wish you thought as highly of yourself as other people think of you. That's just the this low self-esteem. This low self-esteem <laughs> thing of yours is what what gets you bitten every time. Because I don't think you think you deserve anybody better. And I'm not talking about just him in particular. Yeah. Here. I'm talking about in general. Because you you pick a lot of guys who you know you really a lot be, of guys. I don't really should be scraped of off your shoe. <laughs> I don't pick a lot of guys. I'm not but even like if there's that. five. Yes. There's about five. Yeah, there's five. Yeah, there's about five, and every one of them was not fit to be on the bottom of your shoe. Hmm. There okay. you go. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, people in a minute, um, I guess you took one of my slots with the Chris Brown thing, which is fine. Um, of course, the Oscars are going to be this Sunday. I did finally get to see The Help, which is one of the films that's nominated and certainly compared to The Descendants, which I'd also seen, um, I think they're both up for Best Picture. Uh, I still, I don't understand why The dis- the Descendants was nominated. I suppose, you know, I think Hollywood is... That's the George is, Clooney one. Yeah. 
I think Hollywood is very cliquish too, you yeah. know. So, um, but the help was actually better than I thought because I was still on the fence about it, and so I saw it and it was I, I it was it on good hold forever. <laughs> um. Eventually, I guess I'll see it. I, I guess know. so. Yeah, but no, it, it was very good because um, I'd read reviews about the movie as well as the book, and based on those, I was a bit deterred from you know seeing or reading it but um i'd also been told that you should probably watch the movie first because you know maybe the movie's a lit a little bit better <laughs> than the book that um, happens sometimes but it, it was good and i can see why um what's her name octavius and uh, octavia spencer was nominated but it's hard for me to when people are playing stereotypes, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's something that should be praised necessarily. I mean, you know, she was playing, uh, an, you know, a maid or a helper um, back in, was it the 60s, I guess, maybe, or maybe it was the 60s or 50s. Um, Civil rights era. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how that would be like a stretch in terms of, uh, you know, I mean, I'm tr I'm having difficulty explaining it, but... Well, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I, I love Driving Miss Daisy. I thought it was a fun <laughs> movie. How is it that you always bring up Driving well, Miss Daisy? Well, because I was going to bring up the fact that I've heard over the years, increasingly, actually, as years have gone by, people who condemn, um, what's his name's performance as Hope? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Now, at the time, I think he got an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor or something, or at least he was in the running. Mm-hmm. Um... But over time, people say, oh, you know, they make fun of the performance. They say, you know, he was the quote-unquote magical Negro figure. But, I mean, um, it's like, but that's it's like, that's what he's supposed to be playing. Right, just like Dumb Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I thought he did a great job. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you hate to say it, but sometimes stereotypes become stereotypes because there, at one point, was some truth to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. There were people... That's, there that's are people like case. that. Yeah, that's you still know? the case. And I think he did a wonderful job. And you know Morgan Freeman. Mm -hmm. And he's a different person than Hoke. He obviously acted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm sure she did the same thing. Yeah, I mean. I just don't like the perception as far as in Hollywood that when right. you do these types of roles, that's, then you need to all this acclaim for it. It's like, well, well that's like when you take the beautiful woman and you make her ugly. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's going to get a, uh, Academy uh, nomination. Yeah. What is it? Charlize Theron yes. for monster. Yeah. yeah. It, it, or even Halle Berry when she won, was that for sling blade or something or monsters ball or some uh, weird movie? I, was, I don't remember. I think it was monsters ball. I don't Maybe, remember. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I didn't see I the know. movie. Yeah. So, um, but no, I just, and I'm certainly disappointed that more popular movies mm -hmm. or, yeah, people that, or actors that <laughs> people as a whole yeah. enjoy don't get nominated. You know, it's always this highbrow type of, yeah. you know. Because I'm like, why hasn't Robert Downey Jr. had an Oscar yet? Why hasn't Johnny Depp gotten, you know, yeah. it's like people see their movies because they think that they're talented, they enjoy that. It's like, how is it that the Academy doesn't see that? Because it's a bunch of artsy-farsy barks. <laughs> now, you have on your screen Jennifer Aniston. Um, I am so sick of hearing her talk about her nude scenes in this movie. 
Oh, oh yeah, liberating. I only saw one. Yeah, I saw First of all, yeah, I've told you before, do not call it a freaking nude scene unless I'm going to see you naked. Okay? <laughs> not just teaser shots. Yeah, you don't see her naked. They, they, they fuzz out her breasts because she's naked on a newscast. Of okay. course, they would fuzz it right, out. Right, right, right. Um, all right, so don't tell me how liberating it was to get your tatas out if I'm not going to see your tatas. Well, that's, that's, I understand, that's you. I understand there Maybe people, she did. But, yeah, I mean, no, no. She was They're using it to set. promote the movie. Okay? <laughs> Every time I see the head of, oh, Jennifer Aniston, nude scenes were liberating. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Aniston's going to be a Conan O'Brien tonight to talk about her, you know, going nude and water. They're promoting it that way. And if I went to see it and I saw her fuzzed out nipples, I'd be like, what the hell? I see this. I can see this on the internet all the time. <laughs> or I can see more. On right. The, yeah. I mean, it's just... I understand, because if they fuzz after nipples, I don't even know if she was naked on set. Why would she be naked on set? Unless she just wanted to be, because they could put a little pasties over them. I'm not yeah, going to see them true. anyway. You could. You know? Because I know, I forgot which movie it was that you got to see her, like, entire back yeah. and butt and stuff. Yeah. Um Woo. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's, it's, it's ridiculous, you know? Don't promote the movie with a nude scene if there's no nude scene in it. That's a bait and switch. First of all, I never thought she was that good looking anyway. I, I've, I think I mean, she's cute. More more women friends of mine think she's attractive mm-hmm. than men friends. I know so many men who think she's like, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, there's something about her face that is ugly. I don't like her, her expressions, that stupid open mouth thing she has going on all the time. <laughs> Makes her look dumb. And uh, there's just something very sorority girl-esque about her. Yeah. Um... And not in a positive way. She seems like she'd be one of those bitches who'd be, you know, hazing the new girl. <laughs> but speaking of that, it actually reminded me, this morning we were talking about Tosh, since I'd watched it last night. Mm-hmm. I do think that the ending segment was hilarious. About the women over 40. Oh, that yeah. He, you <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it was funny when in some cases they put up the picture and it's like, no, no, absolutely yeah. not. Moving on. Although he, and, he had pretty high standards because some of those women is like, they look. Yeah, I mean, like, the, there was only one person he had said yes to and then changed his mind, mind, which was Sharon Stone. It's like, really? Yeah, because there was somebody. Oh, Gwen. Gwen yes. Stefani. Beautiful. Gwen Stefani is hot. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't look 42. No. Absolutely not. The fact that he just he immediately threw that out, I'm like, <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't see that. I do think it was funny. As much as I love Sarah Jessica Parker, I don't she's, necessarily think she's extremely pretty in any way. She can have her moments, but... I told you I've always thought it was strange when she became like some sort of fashion icon. You don't have to be extremely pretty to be in a, a fashion icon. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hell, I'm sorry. No matter how you dress me up, okay, I should not be on the cover of GQ. <laughs> all right it doesn't matter what i'm wearing all right but beauty and is she in the eyes be. of the beholder yeah and people are beholding her and telling her that she's <laughs> ugly well what was it tasha was saying like um she seems like the type who get keeps slamming her face into a wall yeah over and over or, again. yeah or something i'm like oh dear but anyway i guess uh, so bobby brown mm-hmm. um more black love Talk here. Uh, Bobby Brown, you know, who, who left uh, Whitney's funeral because they kept asking him to change his seats, he said. Yes. Um, TMZ claims that he's, uh, oh no, it's Huffington Post, uh, claims that he's shopping now a tell-all book about Whitney. Um, that he, he tried to shop it a few years ago and changed his mind, but now, of course, he... Ugh, that is just in so poor, just such poor taste. Yeah. And I mean, that whole, just the whole drama with 
Bobby during this period where she passed away and the the funeral and stuff. I think some of it is, if not all of it, is just attention grabbing. Because I mean, you know, yeah, their new edition is doing their tour now or something, but they're no longer relevant or they have not been relevant for a very long time. So this only feeds into, ooh, you know, I can use this to parlay whatever. Um, I no, I I don't like Bobby Brown. Um, I do. I, I am actually curious now because you know when they're doing retrospectives it on. Like it should be called Black Love. Yes. Um, <laughs> when they're doing retrospectives on Whitney's life and stuff, they often talk about the the show being Bobby Brown or whatever. Yeah. And you know they showed a clip at one point, and from what I understand from people who have seen who watched the show at the time, I, I've never seen that. It was just wrong. I mean, it was like it was a train wreck. Period. It lasted a couple of years, right? I don't know if it was like two or so seasons or mm-hmm. something, but yeah, they're they're like the things you see occurring between them is just disturbing, huh. you know. And well, like he was mean to her and stuff, or or they were just really ghetto, mm-hmm. which I'm like, you know, okay, mm-hmm. it is what that is. But <laughs> Alrighty, so I think I'm done with my. Uh, Carrie and I are going to be starting a new podcast. Really? Called Uber Geeks. So it's geeks in the general sense of like you geek out on comics and stuff and she geeks out Yeah, we're going to talk about everything geeky. Okay. Um, We're going to record our first episode on Saturday. Um, We've already got a theme song. Really? Yeah. Who did your theme song? Uh, I'm not going to attempt to say his name right now because I'm still practicing it. Um, (laughs) He has a, a stage name. And uh-huh. uh, Carrie says that I say it incorrectly. Okay. And that he will get very upset about that because he wants it pronounced correctly. Okay. Understandably. Um, when I say it, it sounds correct to me. She says <laughs> it is not. So It's like, it sounds fine in my head. <laughs> well, I, it, to me, it sounds like I'm saying exactly what she said. Okay. But she says I'm not. So I don't know. I guess it's so some I might sort of allow different her to language say his type of, Okay. But okay. I do, however, like the theme song he, he did very much. Is it like as cool as ours or... Uh, yeah, I mean, I would think so. I mean, it's a different kind of thing. I guess, whatever. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, sma- not Smashing Pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin <thing>. City. <laughs> when, when they combine, they'll be Smashing Pumpkin City. There we go. Um, you know, that's more of a rock kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I love... And, uh, this is this is more synthesizer techno. Oh, okay. You know, kind of stuff. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because... Like 80s. Whenever, obviously... It's like 80s computer Which you do like, so I'm sure... Toy. I'm sure Julian probably loves it. Has he heard it yet? Uh, I don't if he's I think he did, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I love our theme song so much that obviously it's my brother's ringtone when he calls mm-hmm. and stuff. And when I listen back to the show, when I'm editing, you know, putting the the open and the close on it and stuff like that, I'm like, man, we had we have a kick ass theme song. It is really good. And yeah, the fact and that Pumpkin they City use Pumpkin City is like on hiatus, right? Yeah. I understand some of the pumpkin seeds have left. <laughs> So yeah. they're trying to replace, you know. But, uh, yeah, they need to, to do some stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, their stuff was good. Are we looking at a Kiyazami solo project at any time soon? What, with him on the drums? I mean... What? <laughs> you say that so dismissively. Well, no, I'm, you're like well, a what's solo he going to do, play the bongos? <laughs> <laughs> he plays the drums, so it's like, if he's going to do a solo thing, yeah. you have a solo like, drum he, he doesn't record? sing or anything, I mean, 
No, I mean I think I he, he has, more but he doesn't. Just he does bass as well. Okay, but I mean his favorite is the, dr- the drums. So um, I don't know. I think, and you know, in the past I've thought it would be cool if Anthony and I did something together, like collaborate in some yeah. way. But you know, I'm like his style of music. I don't know if my voice lends itself very well to something like that. So, but you know, it would be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how. Long. Oh, okay. We're about 51 minutes in. I was yeah. like, I lost track of time. Um, we haven't had much feedback lately on the show. No. I mean, now, Joel did tell me he liked last week's show. Yeah, he said he I spoke to him this morning. Oh okay. oh, okay. Yeah, he said, oh, it was a good episode. When I spoke to him this morning, he's like, oh, I text Barry and told him it was, you know, a good show. And I'm like, so I guess all the others are like crap or something. But um, he said it was all great, you know, with the exception of my whole, the whole underwear thing. Oh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, we just don't need to know that. It's like, okay. Well, and, and you know, and people who listen to the show can, uh, you know, it's not, people I think have this impression that I bring up all these racy things on the show. Yeah, because you do. You no, know, you brought them up. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't say anything about it. Yeah, I can't it. remember what it was that led into the underwear discussion. <laughs> now, um, I did not bring anything for uh, Barry's uh, Comics Corner this week. Were you paying me back for the times when I don't record or I'm not here to record and you're ready but yet I don't show up. Well, no, it's just uh, normally I have, I get an order in in the early part of the week mm-hmm. and I have something, you know, but um, I wasn't here to stop by bills yesterday and I haven't gotten an order yet this week. I guess because of Monday being a holiday. Right. So I just don't have anything. But, um, you know, some of the things I'm enjoying right now, uh, Rachel Rising by uh, Terry Moore is really good. It's a horror book. Okay. Um, this is the same guy who did uh, he did Echo, and he also did Strangers in Paradise. Um, I loved Echo. Strangers in Paradise, I read the first book of, and uh, I just didn't, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't care for it. But um, other people think it's brilliant, and that's fine. But uh, to me, Rachel Risen's been very good. Mm-hmm. So I have like five, six issues in, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, but it's very good. Um I'm also very much enjoying from DC. Uh, Green Lantern is awesome. Uh, Batman is really good. I'm enjoying Justice League. Uh, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade is really good. Um, Aquaman has been awesome. Um, Which I know you you're initially when you said you were going to start reading it or whatever, uh, you were. It's not like you were a huge fan of Aquaman. I've read a lot of but, Aquaman. But yeah, that you were kind of surprised that they were, you know. Featuring him again in, in a well, I mean, it's certainly a way. huge, huge uh, creative team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff Johns and Ivan Race are A listers. Uh, for Marvel, um, I'm not sure I'm really loving anything. Uh, Spider Man has been good, and I'm looking forward to this big storyline they're building up to called Ends of the Earth because I'm a big fan of the Sinister Six, so I'm glad to see them coming back. But um, I've been reading several things from Marvel the Avengers books and uh, the few issues of uh, Venom and Scarlet Spider and stuff, but uh, it's it's all enjoyable, nothing blowing me away. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, and there's there's lots of good stuff out there right now. Um, IDW, very uh, underrated independence company, they, they, they do lots of good stuff. Uh, Snake Eyes, really good out there. I used to read G.I. Joe, and then they gave Snake Eyes his own book, and uh, Snake Eyes has Snake Eyes in it, obviously. <laughs> uh, Helix and Scarlet and those are really the only three Joes I ever really gave a damn about anyway. Okay. So I just dropped all the other books. <laughs> so I'm just reading Snake Eyes. 
And unfortunately, right now, they're doing this storyline where it crosses over with all the G.I. Joe books. Mm -hmm. But I'm only reading the Steakhouse chapters. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll I'll be suckered into doing picking up other books to get the whole storyline. But I don't really care in this case. I'm just going to read Steakhouse now. Um, so, so um, the Paul Barker Awards are around the corner? Because uh, yeah. I know I've done, you know, like, had voted for you on stuff, but... So yeah, it was a 2012, um, or is it for 2011? Well, they're calling it the 2012. Okay, but it's, but it's for, okay. I, yeah, so I'm sure you're you're looking forward to that, because last year, how many did you pick up? Oh, one, one. I was nominated a whole bunch of times. Yeah, one, oh, one, okay. One. This year, I was actually nominated more times, but, uh... Well, we're know, awaiting the results. We're awaiting the results, yeah. They should come out any day. Um, could be even this afternoon. But, uh, yeah, and so, you know, maybe I'll, I'll win some. And you're still writing, and as I was, always. I uh, nominated for Georgia Author of the Year. Mm -hmm. uh, the for the second year category. in a row. Yep. Because yep. the last time, was it for Rabbit Heart? Last year was and Rabbit Heart, and this year is The uh, Adventures of Lazarus Gray. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, um, I was I had written three stories for uh, Lazarus Gray Volume 3. And then I is got that in, the one that you butchered or planning? Well, yeah. So <laughs> then I got an idea for a novel. Only it wouldn't make sense to follow up from that third story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've, I've kind of butchered that third story and taken some parts of it out and used it in the novel and that kind of stuff. So that there's a there's a story out there that I've written that will probably never be printed now. And then I have the other two, and I wasn't sure. I was like, wow, maybe I should fold those into the novel. But I don't see really. It would take a lot of reworking oh, okay. stuff. So I think I'll write this novel and... Maybe at some point just use those other two stories somewhere. Somewhere, yeah, rework it for something else. But um, I mean, I'll use them at some point. Sure. If uh, if Digloca looks like it's going to be a little short, the novel coming out in April or May, I'll I'll ask Sean if he thinks that should go in there. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the third book I, I I went over the plot of it last week. Yes, yes. Um, I'm still working title, still the Devil's Heart, but uh, I might change it up. But yeah, it's it's another globetrotting thing. In Digloca, you know, we went from uh, uh, the U.S. There's stuff in England and stuff in um, uh, Mongolia and all that kind of stuff. So in this one, I'm only about six thousand words in, but we've already gone from Peru uh, to Manhattan to Switzerland. Okay. So stuff <laughs> is moving. You know, I I, I I think it's fun to have these globetrotting adventures. I just wish, uh, you know, I, 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 it, it was visual enough. I'd have the little maps, so like on Indiana Jones, you'd see like the oh, little, yeah, that the would little be plane cool. yeah. going from Manhattan to Switzerland and back. <laughs> and, and of course, you know, well, as far as writing is concerned, I'm only doing, you know, actively working on my Indian Recorder articles. And I had one run yesterday, um, Where the Fat in America. And I've decided that. From here forward, I definitely am going to use song titles mm -hmm. as my article titles. Um, I'm going to try and shy away, away now, the from... the next one is When I Think About You, I Touch Myself by the Divinals, right? Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this one, of course, was a play on We're the Kids in America, but um, next week... Well, the next two articles I've already... We're in America. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I've already picked out my um my song titles and stuff so now are you picking out the song titles and then coming up with articles to fit no no it's just articles and then i think of songs that um would fit it 
And then if I can't think of one that I know, I'll kind of do a Google search for, yeah. I just use a Robbie Williams sometimes. I mean, I love Robbie, but I mean, uh, he certainly has a lot of songs to pick from. Yeah. I'd, I'd love the one, the Me and My Monkey or something. There you that go. Would, <laughs> that would talk about race relations. Yeah. Yes, that's... <laughs> But, yeah, so I am working on those articles. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so much that I have to do that, unfortunately, I'm not writing as much as I want. The other night when I was working on, I'd started on my next article, and then I left work. And so I used Surrey to record. I was just kind of, you know, speaking the article. And yeah. I used it to record, you know, to transcribe what I was saying. Um, but I still haven't gone back and, like, dumped the information in. So... Um, trying to be really diligent about those articles and starting to write something else. Because, I mean, I do want to write, um, do a book this year. Um, yeah. I know I'd said one of my um, resolutions was to publish my book of, um, of poetry, which I still intend to do, but I, I would like to write um, a book this year. And, I mean, you know, I don't know if, as far as if it'll be like a novella or yeah, is it gonna be your pulp thing? I'm hoping it it will be. And I told you I need your ideas and artwork. Well, and you know, like I said, you need to move. Can't all be set in like you know somebody's basement. Oh, it has. To, is that a rule of pulp? Well, you know, fun pulp. Yeah, you gotta go, fun pulp. Gotta go from Germany to Switzerland. To, yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay. Well, that shows that there's stuff going on. You know, you gotta go places. But there's st when you wrote Rabbit Heart, didn't isn't that, like Milledgeville driven? It um, just... Yeah, it was mostly set. It was set in Atlanta and uh, mostly Milledgeville. So see. But there's you know there's you didn't read it, but yeah. I mean, obviously the backstory. You get into <laughs> the backstory is very big. I guess. Does so. The Guan Yin book is technically pulp. It's just yeah. a novella. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I can, I can, you know, I still remember the plot of that story. And so, so again, since I'm trying to still make sense of how to write it. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, the best, best thing to do is read stuff. Yeah, but. <laughs> that's horrible. It's like, I don't want to read mean, it. I'll write it. But. But. If you're having trouble, it's because you're familiar with it. But I so. didn't read your that one book, so I'm like, okay. And then I'm getting feedback and stuff from you and finding a way. Well, to Read Lazarus Grace, the newest one I wrote. And it's not scared. I already am reading a book. Yeah, but and you know the thing, the annoying thing about about you is, I sent you a link. Oh yeah, that link. Which is expired by now. Yeah. To download for free, the New Adventures of Richard Knight. You could download it for free for your iPad. It's still in my inbox. Yeah, yeah I, I just... It only lasts for seven days. Oh. I didn't know that because I just... It said it in there. I know. I just opened the email to, like, glance and, and then... then you're like, oh, this is some crap that buries No, I, and I left it in my inbox because it's like, it, at some point I'll get back to it. If it's in my inbox, at some point I'll get back to it, but... Whatever. Don't act all surprised and stuff. I'm not surprised, you know, because I don't... I, I've learned to not expect you to change. Okay. And as long as you've accepted that, then we're cool. So anything um, as we're wrapping up the show? This show kind of sucked. 
No, it's all I mean, about you. It's all about you. It, it wasn't about me this time. <laughs> Last week I did all the talking, <laughs> but it wasn't. It, why? It, why is it about me? Because of Black Love or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, even, even the Rihanna Chris Brown stuff. All That's the about me. About you. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then it segued into being actually about you. Oh, <laughs> well, it's still Black Love. Black Love. Like I love Black Love. That's what she said. Yeah. Alrighty. I think it's funny, you know, Sharice McClone will have no idea that she was such an integral part of our uh, no. podcast today. Yeah. You should see if you can find her and <laughs> send her a message. So are you guys, as far as yours and Carrie's podcast, you guys going to put it on? Um, yeah, you're going to help me. I, I figured as much. Yeah. I'm like, whenever you say certain things, I'm like, yeah. oh, I know that yeah, this you're gonna is going to. you're going to have gonna... to put it up there. Um, so, yeah. And it's going to be uh, like all geeky stuff, you know, so. So you need to get, like. Um, your logo and stuff designed. Yeah, I think Carrie's gonna do that. Okay. But yeah, the 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 song is pretty cool. If I can find it, I'll I'll play it for you. Cool. Yeah, I want to hear it. Yeah. And it's uh it's like two minutes long. We're not gonna use the whole thing, obviously. Right. Sure. Right. But uh, I figured uh I, we've we found the part we want to use for the intro, and then maybe I'll use some other parts as like little bumpers during it. So. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we should start wrapping up unless you've got anything else. No, I'd said we should start wrapping up like two minutes when, when ago. Is, when is What's-His-Name coming back? What's-His-Name. Okay. Hopefully, very soon. I mean, obviously, he's not going to come back until he's able to secure a full-time job here. That's hard to do when I know. here. Well, yeah, and that's what I was, you know, but it's not like I'm... We're not going to do what we did last time where it's like, okay, we'll just be here and... Now, how long did you know him last time before he moved in? <laughs> Why are you doing this? I mean, I, can't, cause it, I was I started to say it was like a, two weeks, but it it was less than that. Okay, so you you knew him, not dated. You knew him for less than two weeks when you moved in together last time. Yes. Okay. Well, now you know I'm, I've known him for longer. <laughs> I know I know what. Yeah, especially so. if you count the four months when he had abandoned you, you got to count that too. Three months. I like how you rationalize that. <laughs> like the other day when I said something, about, I'm not going to say it on the air, something that he did leave you. And then you're like, oh, well, it was, uh, you know, such and that. I'm like, really? <laughs> you're you're going to try and uh, minimize that little gift. <laughs> he assures me that he is going to be more attentive, and he already has been. Um, and, you know, look. I don't. I don't want him to get hit by a car or anything. I have nothing against him on that that level, you know. Um, it's just, I just, I just don't think he's done anything to deserve another chance. In fact, I think that you have given him more than more than. And he acknowledges a that he certainly doesn't deserve it, and how obviously he's going to have to, you know, prove to me that he has changed, um, and he wants to be with me and all that great fuzzy stuff but you know we'll see but I mean this is the equivalent of taking a dog who's 18 years old mm-hmm. and saying I'm going to teach him to do some backflips <laughs> that's not even, even if he's an excitable 18 year old dog and he wants to do the backflips mm-hmm. eh, you know you're going to hurt that dog you know in this case though I think you're the dog going to get hurt you know I'm still young I can take it I guess <laughs> I, mean, I think you enjoy it. 
That's not what the Agatha Well, I mean, you know, we've, a masochist we've discussed that before. I think that I certainly have some masochistic tendencies. But, I mean, I'm definitely clinically codependent. But I'm yeah, looking through those I, I issues. Yeah, I told you, you should, you should have at least finished that book. You're reading that book. <laughs> yes, I am reading When you book. threw away everything you had learned to, to, to go back to this, you at least have finished the book. I think regardless of the content in it, I was going to do what I do. It's like you said, it's just the way I am. You can change, though. And You're I'm young working on change. Ch- <laughs> I am working on no, changing. No, it's hard to things. change, though. That's like that's like saying, you know, you know, I'm going to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the big steps is usually you stop hanging out with other people who drink. Right. And then about three months later, you're like, well, I'm going to go hang out with all my old drinking friends again, and I'll be with them at a bar. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm better now. <laughs> okay, maybe, but that's asking for trouble. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're never going to agree on this issue. Well, you know. Um, and, you know, my hope, obviously, is that, you know, we'll beat the odds or whatever. Um, and that somehow he'll be able to... You could be with somebody else right now. I could, but I want to be with him. So, and I, I right, say Rihanna. I could, but, you know... All right, Rihanna. <laughs> he did see what I posted on, um... Yeah, people like, you, why would you want to be with him? He beat you in the face. I know, but I want to be with him. You saw what I posted yesterday on Facebook, though, about... The um, patron? Yeah, I'm sure you know what patron, you know, who that was. Yeah. Really? You know, Dexter? Oh, no, I haven't seen Dexter in a long time. Oh, I see him, you know, he's not here as frequently as he used to, but I tend to see him every time he seems to come here, and he always, he, you know, he reads my articles... and all that great stuff and um he says that his belief is that as far as my issues with men or whatever is that guys are intimidated by me so you know i don't know i was like no i don't well you do give off the uh i've told you before you give off a vibe that you are um, unavailable well that too and so the only people who are going to approach you are guys who are jerks who don't care that you're giving off that vibe. They don't care that you're giving off the vibe that you're already attached or you're not interested. Mm-hmm. They're going to hit on you regardless. See, nice guys, I mean, you know, if it's obvious you don't want somebody to flirt with you, they're not going to flirt with you. Mm-hmm. It takes a certain kind of person to invite you out on a coffee date and not pay for your coffee. And then to go on a first date with you to a restaurant and have you use your little thing to pick up the bill. As far as the not paying for the coffee, it was oversight. And then in less than a week, says, hey, maybe I should move in with you. (laughs) And I mean, I'm not disputing that it's, um, you know, odd, but... You know, I'm, That's like even when you told me the story this time, you know how it sounds. He was staying with a friend, he's sleeping on their couch. It wasn't sleeping, he's not sleeping on their couch. Whatever, he's sleeping in the bedroom. Alright, and then he's like, oh, you know, next week I'm going to have to move out on my own. I better call Latoya. Because I miss that. <laughs> Again, I can see that I'm hoping for the best. You know, I can, I can hope that I'll wake up tomorrow 
and looked like Tom Cruise circa legend, 1984. <laughs> okay, but not going to happen. Okay. I can hope. <laughs> and I can hope. So, And I am hoping. It's just so disappointing. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Again, obviously, we will continue and I, to discuss I, I, I think it. it's very selfish of you. Selfish? Yeah. Of me? For what? About <laughs> what? Because this, this kind of thing puts a lot of strain on everybody around you. I realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just be sure to keep it more to myself this time. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Alrighty. Mm. Black love. Peace out. <laughs> Cracker out. Oh, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> Cracker out reminded me. There was, one, oh, really? there was one hilarious part. I was listening to a podcast. It's called Earth Money's Podcast. And normally it's not that good. Mm -hmm. But one of the guys on the show is a comedian. And they played a snippet from his, his show. Because someone had written into the show talking about it. All right. And he's, um, he's Asian. And so he says frequently. All right. To start over. He said that one night he was up late. Mm -hmm. And in the other room the TV was on. And they were playing um, a tele. TV commercial, a uh, little television thing for something called um, like a, the Easy Cracker. Oh, infomercial. Yeah, yeah, infomercial, yeah. For the Easy Cracker. <laughs> and he said, he, at first he wasn't sure what it was, he just heard it, right? Yeah. And so he went in and looked, and it's it's this thing that helps you crack eggs easier. Right. Because that's so difficult. Yeah. And um, But he said that when he first heard it, Easy Cracker, he said it started making him think that, you know, he works with a lot of white people. And he says a lot of times they'll say things that are unintentionally racist. And, and he said when he first heard the Easy Cracker, he's, he said in his head he was picturing something that, you know, like, like if one of his friends says, hey, Jen, you know, I was thinking about you. I was at the mall walking by the nail place. <laughs> yeah. And he would have this thing he would just take out and push a button. He would say, hey, Easy Cracker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all through that day, whenever his white friends would say something unintentionally racist, he would just go, hey, Easy, easy cracker. cracker. Okay. Right. So he had told this joke on, on the air, and somebody had thought it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And apparently he had he, he made this little thing, uh, just recorded himself saying, hey, easy cracker, and, uh, and he sells it, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so somebody wrote in the show and said that they had bought one uh -huh. and kept it on the desk. The person who bought it is African American. Right. But he says, you know, same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an easy cracker. And uh, so he said his, his three-year-old daughter loves it. Oh no. That she will frequently push it and then just giggle, you know, mm -hmm. as it says, easy cracker. And uh <laughs> so he said that the thing is now, um, she's played with it so often that now if one of his friends makes some unintentionally racist comment, he doesn't even have to use the button. He just points at his daughter and, and, she'll... and she'll say, Hey, easy cracker Oh no. <laughs> that's not okay. I mean it's hilarious, but that's not okay. I love that easy cracker. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? The opposite of it and like Easy Negro or something? I, don't know. I the mean, Easy Cracker is hilarious. I, I guess. <laughs> I keep forgetting as, that. As, we... as a cracker, I can tell you it's hilarious. Okay, all right. Yeah, you, you can do that. I keep forgetting <laughs> on the shows to mention. Um, easy <laughs> When you were talking about, you know, I think you would. It was about black people on the stoop. And. You were like, why is it that oh. it seems like 
You're asking me, since I'm supposedly this black expert, on why there seems to be so many black people sitting out during the day on a suit. Well, yeah, because a lot of times we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll like... drive through, you know, I guess the black area of town. Yes. And the and, lower income yeah. black area. And on the street corners, there's like a large number of people congregating. Yes. They're not waiting for a bus or anything because they have chairs and stuff. <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, they're there all the time. They make it comfortable. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, I mean, do they not, are these people not working? Do they work nights? The assumption I told you, there? I think that they're not working. <laughs> they're the type maybe that are picking up government assistance or something. Right. But but yeah, you were saying that normally you don't see a group of white people just well, yeah, cause, cause, congregating and hanging out. And I was that thinking, way. well, maybe they're off that off that day. But you know, <laughs> yeah. with white people, generally, if you're off, you're yeah. either you're either out someplace, yeah, or you're you're inside watching TV mm-hmm. in the air conditioning and stuff. I'm not gonna hang it if if I'm off on next Thursday. I believe me, I'm not hanging out on the street corner, okay? Because it's like, I mean, it's outside. <laughs> I mean, be inside, you know. <laughs> you know, this well, is the way it works. It's just funny to me when you're like, you know, Latoya, what? You know, I need, I need some clarification on this black issue or whatever. And I'm like, seriously, because I'm the most black person you know. Well, you're blacker than me. I mean, there, no. there are cultural things, you know. It's like, it's but just like, like you know, you can ask me, you know, cracker questions. Well, and I do sometimes ask you yeah. cracker questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm the I'm like not the foremost expert. I, I said, you um, know, I mean, how come how come you can't go to the hairdresser and it not take nine hours? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can. Yeah, you, something like I mean, that. I was I can like, what are you doing? Seriously, what I mean, what's happening there? Because when I get my hair done, and I know the white people's hair and black people's hair are different, mm-hmm. but when I get my hair done. It, it literally takes 15 minutes. It's a part of the... I mean, <laughs> it's like, chop, 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 yeah, it's And you know, we talk the, briefly, and then I leave. And see, that's it. It's a part of black culture, right. generally. Um, as far as when you go to the barbershop or the hair salon, right. it's a all-day type of thing. Because a lot of times, the, the um, your hairdresser will have, like, 10 people that she's supposed to be working on. Um Everyone sits around, talks a lot about politics and all that kind of stuff, and it's just, See, it's that's a, just that's just foreign to me. Yeah. Because even if I, and like, I like the woman who cuts my hair. But you don't be there we'll for like an hour. But, you know, after chit-chatting for 15, 20 minutes, I'm done. I don't, yeah. I don't want to talk to her well, about politics. Well, not everyone is talking the entire time, but obviously you're listening to I know, all but the... I got places to go. I got yeah. to get back home. No, I think... <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I don't know the whole black thing in that. It must just be that, you know, Saturdays or whatever is the day right. that you're gonna go to the barbershop and hang out and Well and I've told yeah. you, you know, sometimes I, I I I think it must be nice because you know, from what I've seen from the outside mm-hmm. of African American culture, it seems like, you know, there's a lot more of a community spirit there. Right. Yeah. There's a lot even even families, you know, there's a lot of big family get together. And that's not really something that I'm familiar with. And sometimes I think, well, it must be nice to have people you'd want to hang out on the curb with. You know? Because even <laughs> even people I like, you know, I mean if I'm if I run into somebody out on the, the curb, you know, and I talk to them for a couple minutes, at some point I'm gonna be like, well, I got I'm going somewhere, and that's why I'm on, I'm not on the curb just to yeah. hang out. I'm walking someplace, you know. Um, but it, yeah, and if, I mean, and if I run right into him and I say, "Well, let's hang out," I don't mean like here. Literally, all I don't that. mean right here. <laughs> I mean let's go somewhere. You know. Yeah, you are right though about the sense of community as far right. as you know these black things to do. Yeah. Um, 
Because I, and it's funny as far as the whole stereotypes and race and stuff. Yeah, the black hangout to me, yes, would be a barbershop or hairdresser. Right. Whereas, you know, I'm like, I think like white people do like Kiwanis or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, that's not, no. <laughs> but see, I think that's because, I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> those types of meetings aren't, it doesn't feel as social and, yeah. and you know, comfortable as the more... Black well, I think it's because, you know, we, we tend to to want to feel like there's a point. There so is a point. So, what what you... so I'm saying, so like, if to us, if mm -hmm. we go and there's an agenda and, you know, we vote, mm -hmm. <laughs> stuff like that, <laughs> then, then while we socialize, we feel like we're, we're doing something. Whereas when I go get my hair cut, I don't feel like I'm accomplishing something. Well, I mean... And so I feel like I would just be wasting my day hanging out there. You know? I mean, for me, I feel that way. I don't like being there very long, and that was part of the reason right. why I just chopped my hair off, because right. I didn't want to continue in that experience. But, I mean, I think that it's for for a lot of people, it's, you know, it's a sense of community. So, yeah. They talk about politics, they talk, talk about gossip that's going on, yeah. that kind of stuff, and it's, yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, the whole, and again, as a white person, I mean, the whole racial identity notion... Mm -hmm is kind of an odd one to me. Why because, is that? Because, I mean, you well, know, obviously... Because, I think it's from... partly because it's okay, for instance, what you're saying right now, and say, oh, well, you know, we have a black community, we do this, blah, blah, yeah. blah. That's okay for you to say. But if I were to say, oh, yeah, you know, I love white people, you know, white people do this, white people do that, you know, we have great white community. Okay, eventually, okay, okay, okay. eventually it's moving into people like, oh, is, is he going to start talking about white power? Yeah, yeah. You know, or you know, I think I think part of it obviously is because of the you know the black plight. Right. So the fact that you know identified right, yeah, oppression all that time. Because to me, I would never, I I don't think I would ever have a lot of white pride, because to me that notion is strange. White people. Well, I mean, I, mean, that, that, I mean, there's so many yeah, white people in the world. I have nothing but really guys, in common with somebody who lives in Ireland other than the fact I'm white. Right, but I mean, Why you guys, as a, uh, as a race, weren't the ones being... Well, I, I understand. Yeah, I understand. so I mean, but I'm just I think saying from, that there's... From my perspective, it's just strange. I can't yeah, conceive yeah, of that. Right, and it's because you are white. Right. You know, and I think, not to say that, you know, black people are born with this, you know... Like, right. oh, whatever. I think it's just the continuation of what has happened within black culture right. that that makes it the way it is. Yeah, it does perpetuate it. So mm -hmm. there are things that the black culture was doing back in, you know, slavery days that they still continue. And so I think part of the, the congregating and the, that kind of thing is what one of the things that lasted. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, it is it is different. And I know depending on where you live, because I mean, I, like when I went to Texas um, to visit some of Carrie's family, I was there for several days before I noticed that I had not seen a single black person. And because there, um, you know, instead of black people, you have Mexican people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and actually, that's what I noticed first. I was at some point, I was sitting there and I was like, "Wow, I'm the only black person here." You know, there's like dozens of Hispanic people mm -hmm. and and that's when it hit me. I was like, wait, where's the black people? <laughs> you know, because over there I think black people are, are, are a much smaller percentage, whereas in Georgia it's like almost fifty percent. Right. And 
you know, they have they have Hispanics, you know, not to equate, you know, but I'm just saying racially, right. you know, um, and, you know, maybe if I lived there, I would be thinking, you know, well, you know, I, I you know, there's all kinds of about things about Hispanic culture that confuse me, you know, and as it is now, I don't know much about Hispanic culture, really, except what I learned in school. Well, from what I've, you know, I've thinking, gathered... Wow, what are those mysterious black people well, like? Because I wouldn't know any. But as far as, and it's funny, because as far as the whole Hispanic culture, it's very similar to yeah. that of black culture. That's, that's, that's my... Yeah. My, my, my notion, mm-hmm. but, you know, again, I, I wouldn't say that, because I don't know many Hispanic people, so yeah. they, maybe I'm in error. Yeah, no, um, it's it's very similar to yeah. the black thing. And again, maybe it's just the whole oppression thing. It's another group of people um, that has, over history, yeah. experienced that kind of thing. And it's ingrained in, the, you know, who they are within I don't understand. Group. I know it's human nature. But I don't understand oppressed people who want to oppress other people. Because, you know, I when I was in high school, I knew many, many black people who hated I mean, no, 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 no. Who hated Korean people? Okay. And I know, like in New York, there's a lot of violence between between African Americans and Koreans. I don't know why. I don't either, actually. And and then and then I knew lots of black people who were dark skinned that did not like like the light skinned. Yeah, I experienced that. Like the dark skinned people, (laughs) you know. And and I remember having conversations with some of them. It's like, uh, what what's the big deal? I mean, because because like I had a friend who was very dark skinned. Who was my friend? Mm-hmm. Had no problem with me, but they did not like light skinned black people. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, your own people who are just, I mean, just a little lighter than you. Well, well, I think even part the of notion it, of, of your own people. You know, well, it's that's like strange said, to me. Well, it's like you said, as far as or we were saying, as far as things perpetuating, <laughs> right? Um, like in Jamaica, for example, um, it's the very same way. You know, they view lighter skinned people yeah. as being of um, you know, the aristocracy or blah, blah, blah. Anyway, right. you know, of being of um, higher birth or something. Right. And I think that perpetuates in different ways in different cultures. I mean, you know, here in the U.S., mm. that kind of thing. I've never... I think, too, obviously, with a lighter-skinned black person, it's kind of going back to the slave thing in that, you know, lighter-skinned people were more revered by the darker skinned ones because they were maybe a little bit more accepted mm-hmm. because of the fact that their skin was lighter. Um, but yeah, I do think it's very interesting how all of this perpetuates over yeah. time and it becomes a part of who you are, even though kind of like, you know, I can't directly relate to slavery and that kind of thing, but as a black culture, mm-hmm. it's still certainly very much a part of it. Right. Um, but yeah, I do you know, I think those things, those things are kind of cool. Yeah. So I guess we should wrap up now. Um, <laughs> yeah, now that so, we took it another 20-something minutes so I, my, my new My new thing is uh, Easy Cracker. Black Love. Yeah. Out. Uh, <laughs>